When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We now present Manny Hill's Four Deep Thoughts on the Ride with Royce. On a weekend like this, Manny, you had to have a hard time limited into four deep thoughts, but here they go. You know, it was going to be like 50 deep thoughts, <laughs> yes, really. I mean, right. just with all of the things yes. happening over the weekend. Yes, unbelievable. For an August weekend, you would think it'd be limited, but it was fantastic, and here we go. Number one. Here's Cousins to throw. Sideline, looking for Diggs. Outstretched arms, and what a catch. Here's third and goal. Cousins throwing for it. Touchdown. Who else? Stephon Diggs. That was Steve Levy on the call okay. for uh, Broncos preseason right. football, by All the right. way. Um, he does their preseason music? Yeah, well, sounded, he does. He sounded fairly enthused for a... Uh, for the Vikings maybe, scoring the a Vikings, touchdown, yeah. Uh, he must uh, get sick of Case Keenum already, but uh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the uh, first drive for the Vikings. Kirk Cousins uh, had a nice little throw uh, along the sideline to Diggs, who kind of stretched out and made the catch, and then he found Diggs a couple plays later for the for the short touchdown pass. And four for four for uh, whatever, right? I think uh, it was. He never. He, he has yet to throw an incompletion for the Vikings. That's ever. right. And I'll tell you what. I saw that first drive, and I was immediately convinced. Sixteen and zero. Here we go. Sixteen and zero. Sixteen and zero all the way to the Super 16. Bowl. Now baby. this isn't uh, hot take time yet, the Steve. This isn't the. <laughs> you got to save that for the Steam Zone. These are Minnesota's. This is. These are Manny's deep thoughts, but you can't. Be uh, and, steam zoning us. And I tweeted it out after that drive. I tweeted it out. I've seen all I need to see. Sixteen yes. and zero. And one person tweeted, tweeted me back mm-hmm. and reminded me, "No, it'll be fifteen and one because you know they're always going to stumble in Chicago." Okay. <laughs> so, uh, what I I've discovered once again that my reputation re- precedes me because I had somebody ask if he, if this seemed like seventy two. When they brought Fran back to this powerhouse and went seven and seven, and I said, "No, they're thirteen and three again, and they're going to the Super Bowl." And everybody thinks I'm being a smartass. I think they're good. I think they're going to the Super Bowl. That pass that he threw, the one to Diggs, threading the needle, that yeah. was pretty. That was, that was, was a really nice. Throw. It wasn't a hope and pray like a case no. threw. Huh? No, he, he okay. threw it right. Uh, threw it right on the money. And Diggs made a great catch. All right. The no. only trouble is when you then have to hear him talk about it. But, hey, go ahead. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> Number two. What a pain so in the ass. first, it was, well, I was misdiagnosed. But look here. You're, you, you, you got $18 million this year, and, and you think that they're trying to rush you. You didn't play, for the most part, a, a full season this year. And you're the go-to guy. You're the franchise, and you want to say that they didn't have your best interest at heart? Are you kidding me? 
That is Bruce Bowen <laughs> yes. a few weeks ago yes. on Sirius XM Radio. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was talking about Kawhi Leonard, throwing some shots at Kawhi Leonard, criticizing him. Uh, of course, Kawhi's been traded from San Antonio to, to uh, Toronto. Well, Bruce Bowen has been the color commentator for uh, the television color commentator for the L.A. Clippers uh, for the last couple of years. And uh, he was informed that he will not be returning no. now. And um, you know what the most frightening thing about that was, Manny? The suggestion that the Clippers want to prove to players how they're always going to have their back. With the media, in other words, so yes. this is, uh, you know, this and is this is the now the uh, the test of uh, of uh, loyalty in the NBA that nobody we have can talk candidly about a player. And of course, Kawhi Leonard being a being a potential free agent next yes. summer, the Clippers figured to be in one of the teams that will be pursuing him next summer. And, you know, you probably don't want to have, I guess their mindset is you don't want to have a guy who was very critical of Kawhi for leaving San Antonio Boy, this if you were trying to lure Kawhi to sign with the Clippers America, next summer. Modern America, the media yep. is the enemy. That's what I was just going to say. I, this is the first I had heard of this story. Boy, this is a dangerous path to head yeah, down. Well, it's it's, it's uh, being dangerous at higher levels right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I, I got a suggestion for you guys if you really want to have a good time. See the uh, Atticus versus... The Architect, The Political Assassination of Don Siegelman on Amazon, if you want to be afraid for America. But go ahead. <laughs> Former governor of Alabama. Number Carl three. Carl Rove got him. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. William Calipost. Reversal Montgomery. That is her fifth three-pointer in this third quarter alone. Doc clocks at one. Montgomery. Oh, blasting good. Seven threes from Montgomery. Yesterday was a pretty good day for a couple of former <laughs> members of the Minnesota Lynx. That was Renee Montgomery hitting th- eight three-pointers eight. for the Atlanta Dream against the New York Liberty. She finished with 30 points. Tied and a WNBA record, right? Yes, correct. And uh, also last night against the Lynx, Natasha Howard, former Lynx player, had uh, 21 points on 9 of 10 How shooting. did we let Nat- We traded Renee, right? Yes. Uh, How did we let Natasha go? I think that was a trade as well because they were trying Is to work out a new contract with her. time to start questioning the GM? Well, mm-hmm. well, well, what do you think? It, you know, it's kind of like the Twins letting new number one uh, Dodger starter Derek Rodriguez go as a six-year-old, as a six-year free agent. Kind of the same. I don't know. Yeah. I think that new GM is screwing up with the Lynx. Uh, she's, she's not giving Coach Reeves, Reeves the player she needs. <laughs> that's I'm that's gonna, just my opinion. I'm going to miss you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <you know. laughs> Number four. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's. I love my players. I love the game. Women's basketball has uh, been good to me and put a lot of bread on my table. But you know, I bounced back. What was it about? What were they um, mad about that you you know that you did? Uh, what what you, led to it, man? You have to ask them. And, you know, it could be because you know, we had some losses in a row, but everything builds up. You know, I, it's it's just the management decision. That was the now former head coach of the Dallas Wings, Fred Williams, who was fired 
after getting into a little bit of a shouting match with a uh, high-ranking team official hmm. over the weekend. Of course, they had lost eight in a row, and you know they as were they should not lose eight in a row with Cambridge and uh, Miguel uh, Diggins. Tyler Diggins, right? And uh, yeah, he has been fired, and the this coach. is a big deal. The uh, interim coach taking over for him is former Lynx. Uh, player Taj McWilliams Franklin. She will be taking over for them the rest of the way. Well, good for her. I've yeah. been rooting for the Wings because uh, the more you get to watch Skylar Diggins play, the, the better America is, uh, I'd say. So. Now, remind me, which franchise moved Dallas to Dallas? Uh, Tulsa. Uh, Tulsa. Who was it Tulsa? Used to be in Detroit. Used okay. to be in Detroit. Okay. Yeah, they used to be the shock. Follow the... T- Follow the bouncing WNBA franchise. You know, all I got to say is, let's hear it for Manny. Yes. That was the fantastic fourth thoughts we've ever had. I appreciate We're it, gentlemen. we some momentum here. I can feel it. Way to go, Manny. <laughs> we'll be back. What can we expect for the rush hour times? Time for traffic and weather together. Let's take a look at today's weather. On the ride with Roycey. And here, with the finest traffic report in the 4 o'clock hour, is Kenny Olson. I'd debate that. Uh, the Hot Mess Express behaving like it's Friday right now. West 94. In the business, we call it the HME. It's bonnet to boot from the Fish Lake split up to around Brockton Lane. A 20-minute push, 101 up, in, uh, up to 101 in Rogers. If you're rolling between the downtowns, westbound 94 at 18 minutes, eastbound between 12 uh, that jam southbound 35E at Yankee Doodle, that's due to some sort of incident at Diffley. That, what's that mean? That's a one, and then that's a five. When you go two and one, I think I have three seconds left. No, two and one would have meant 21 seconds. Did you go to radio school? Now you have five <laughs> seconds to go. We are firing this on all This is cylinders. Chris Reaver's fault. Taking the ride with Roycey. On 1500 ESPN. Boy, all that momentum we build up in Manny's four deep thoughts seems to have come crashing down. But that doesn't change this. Whale in on the give and go. Lindsay Whalen is one of the best finishers in the league. She gets hit inside of me. She was two feet from the ground when she scooped that through. Whaling in by in the ball, and they get it right back to Whalen. Guided by Harding. Whalen goes right to the bucket and scores! All right, I love Lindsey Whalen as much as the next Minnesotan, but do you think she was really two feet off the ground? Lindsay, oh, that first Lindsay, highlight? Lindsay played close to the floor like magic. She played point guard close to the floor like magic, but she see all and uh, do all as a point guard, but she, uh, she, she played it close to the floor. Let me say this. Lindsay announced today, not to the surprise of anyone, that uh, she will retire from the dis after this WNBA season to devote all her efforts to uh, coaching the Gophers, uh, which is her wonderful new job. Her team's over in Italy, by the way. They want a buzzer beater. Did you see that? Uh, Destiny Pitts, they want a yeah. buzzer beater. But I got to, okay, confession time. March 2nd, 1991. I was uh, supposed to be covering a boxing match in Duluth, and it got canceled. So I wrote a note-seek type of column for a Saturday, March 2nd, 1991. The first item suggested that Clem Haskins could be a good replacement for Tariq Aziz, who was Saddam Hussein's <laughs> spokesman as and spin doctor. 
Okay. If anything ever happened to Tariq, which it did, they put him to death. But uh, uh, and so I, that's the spirit in which this was being offered. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a it was a notes column, but it wasn't supposed to contain information. It was a bunch of opinions. Now was that? Number I thought you two. and Clem got along good, though. Oh, we did. But he was talking about. I think that's when he was arguing with Bracken about road games because Clem. Clem was talking about games at Met Center and oh, that's and right. I, I don't know what it was, and then and then the second item was about I'd seen a couple of women's basketball games and was unimpressed, and said wrote how I was surprised that it hadn't improved much and it was still tiptoed ball throwing, which almost got me fired. Yes. I mean, if it had been the internet age, I would have been. I toast. wouldn't have made it. Yeah. I wouldn't have made it, and uh, and but it got as it did. I got. There wouldn't, you know, there wasn't even emails yet. I got 400 or 500 letters. Anyway, I, of course, tried to get out of that as the years progressed and have a kinder view of women's basketball. 2004 cured me. The Whalen, McCarvel, uh, Sean Rock, Bolden, the Lakeville kid, the big kid, Liz. Dominic, Dominic, yeah, yeah. That, that 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 team, that team was so much fun during that NCAA run, mm-hmm. and I got to go with them all the way. And Whalen, of course, the first bit of drama was Whalen broke her hand on February twelfth. Uh, you know, two broken knuckles basically in her right hand, her shooting hand, and she had practiced a couple of times before the first NCAA playoff game with UCLA at uh, Williams Arena on March 21st, but nobody knew for sure if she was going to play, and that while she was injured, they'd kind of fallen down to the where they were number seven seed, and they, yep. they probably were going to get a higher seed, but for some reason, Kansas State was not able to host, and they were the two seed that was sent here, mm-hmm. and the Gophers in that first game played UCLA, and Whalen came back and scored 31, basically without being able to shoot a jump shot more than 10 feet away from the basket with her hand. And uh, and that was the night they had, the official attendance was just under 12, but it was crazy in there. Mm-hmm. It was crazy, old-time loud. And then I got to, and then I, two, and they had, a, UCLA was really good for a 10 seed. I don't know how they lost all the games. Maybe that conference was loaded. They had some really good athletes, and it was a shootout, 92-81. And two nights later, K-State is, and they got poor Nicole Oldie as their center. Remember, she played with the Lakes for a while mm-hmm. and was a very gifted, tall, unfortunately for her, lean player. <laughs> And Big Mama beat the crap out of her. Janelle McCarble basically pushed her off the floor, elevated floor every time down the court and mugged her and knocked the hell out of her. And they beat Kansas State easy, I think 82-61 or something like that. And then they went out to Old Dominion, which is in Roanoke, I think. Is that where we went? Where did we go? We went some winner for Old the Dominion region. was the that's where the regional yeah it was regional they fight. weren't yeah. in the tournament but they and they beat a good Boston College team and then they beat Duke to go to the final four but that they I, I said this on Twitter today and I mean it attitude wise that team reminded me of the 87 twins they were just a bunch of characters mm-hmm. Whalen 
you know, when she gets the, she had a couple of smart aleck remarks today during her, uh, <laughs> she had a little twinkle in her eye today at the, at the press conference announcing that she was retired from the WNBA. Uh, but she was great. And McCarvel is one of my favorite all time characters in athletics. She was just <laughs> unbelievable. And, uh, and then the rest of them were, they were great personality on that whole team. And they were so much fun. Of course, they ran into UConn with the Tarasi in the uh, first round of the tournament down in New Orleans. Final four. But, uh, I mean, that was lifetime Minnesota sports. Uh, you know, you got the, the North Star. I missed the 81 run because I was drying out at St. Mary's. Uh, 91 <laughs> was a miracle. Yep. Uh, the Timberwolves run in 04. I think. The yeah. Wild were coming off their run the year yeah, before in 03. The Wild was was a miraculous thing. I think in a lot of ways that 04 women's run was more dramatic than the Wolves getting to the to the Western, Western Conference, Conference Finals. Finals. I mean, you had Garnett and Well, Whale there's also a m- more of a sense of ownership of a team like that just because the Gophers have been a part of the fabric in this town yes. forever. And women's basketball. And, and the other thing, we love underdog stories. We saw that with, you know, comeback stories, underdog stories. They were playing in the her first year. They were playing across in the, the sports pavilion, pavilion. Yeah. with little John drawing 800 people a game if they were lucky. Yeah. If they gave away tickets, they were horrible. And I'll never forget. Nobody... For- the newspaper would give two paragraphs and and maybe run a box score if that. they remember to run that it. run too. Though the, I I will never forget it because at that time I was not in radio. I was working for a large health club chain, and when we have the game on in the main entrance, yeah. you'd walk in. There were fifty people sitting oh, yeah. there, standing there watching the game, and that didn't even happen for a Vikings game. Yeah. Or, you know, it would, but that's how and, you know, impactful the, the that team was. The bond was not full, but it sounded full that first night, mm-hmm. and then two days later, it was. It was fourteen thousand, damn near fourteen thousand. This the second time, but I remember Whalen coming out, and Whalen's made mention of this, coming out to warm the early warm up, not the warm up warm up before the tip off. The mm-hmm. early warm up, she came out. There were a thousand people in there, and they went nuts when she came out to warm up. And then, of course, when she was introduced, it was deafening in there, and it stayed that way for the next two hours because it was a really good game, and uh, I mean close and Whalen. She had 31, including like 14 in the last five minutes. I don't recall what transpired or why why she was moved here, but did Connecticut, was she not getting playing time? Why, why did they no, move her? They, she was, they, they were going, to, they oh, went yeah. to the finals, I so think, then why twice. did they trade her? traded for her because she wanted to come home and they wanted to, they needed something here. Yeah, because they, they were, they were they struggling. Were, they were not, and they wanted to bring her home, so they gave so, up. Uh, so did they, she go to Connecticut then? Because why would Connecticut be? They gave up, yeah. Well, she got drafted. Connecticut drafted her. No, no, no. My point is, why would Connecticut want to get rid of her? Because I think we gave him like the second draft choice. Well, Renee Montgomery, speaking of, was had been drafted by the Lynx, and she was part of that trade. She was part of that trade, yeah, Yeah. to go go to Connecticut. Yeah, and then Renee ended up back back here. And Lindsay's first year here, they still struggled, and then they. uh, they struggled enough to get they the got number some, one draft choice. Yeah, some girl named Moore. Moore, yeah, and that, uh, that changed everything. But uh, you think of this kid from Hutch, man, who started off, and we'll talk to Andy Rosberg about this later, but started off playing hockey 
As a kid, loved hockey, and as a fourth grader, one of her buddies called her up and said, we don't have enough players to play in this tournament, <laughs> Lindsay. Can you come and play basketball? And and uh, to end up being an Olymp- two-time Olympian, and uh, to, all she's uh, managed is pretty good. To be a star, like yes. at every level, a star in high school, yeah. a star in college, mm-hmm. and a star, oh, yeah. obviously, professionally as well. I mean, that's... Just incredible. That's pretty good. And we never got to see her in Russia. She might have been a star in Europe, right. too. I don't know. She, But I remember talking to her when she was over there, and the, and she was in Siberia. There's Ecker, Ecker, St. Catharines used to be the name of that town. And she played there a couple of years out in the southern part of Siberia, which isn't quite as bad as the gulag uh, type of superior, <laughs> which is Siberia that you don't like. Anyway, uh, uh, Lindsay Whalen, uh, she's going to take... A nice little bow here, but not a huge bow. And by the way, she's there. Lindsay Whalen night's going to be August nineteenth, and she made a point that say it's a great birthday present for my sister who hates basketball. She'll have to be there. <laughs> we'll be back. Here's Johnny Height trying to maintain the tremendous standards that we've set here in the first half hour of the all-new Ride with Racy. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. After 15 seasons. My issue was because of you and the him. I refused to take blame for okay. what happened during my segment. That was. Did you think that was a satirical uh, thing? No, I mean it. I think, I think Manny's four deep thoughts set a standard that it's just... Taking us to a new level. Yeah, but then- okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here it is, Johnny Hype. After 15 seasons in the WNBA, Lindsey Whalen. 15, really? Huh? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Announcing she's retiring after this season. Uh, star, of course, at Hutchinson High School and as a Minnesota Gopher. And she was named earlier this year as coach of the Gopher women's basketball You know what team. that's a reminder of, 15 seasons? That they start their pro careers 25 minutes after oh, their after college the careers yeah. end, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Twins baseball tonight. They are off. They come back to Target Field tomorrow. They play a short two-game interleague series with Pittsburgh, and then Detroit comes in for a four-game series that opens over the weekend. Boy, those were two evenly matched teams oh going after God. each other over the weekend. What a battle. I didn't. What a battle. I only got I to said, s- how many times do you think Molly and Gardy look over from me the other dugout and say, can you believe this horse crap? Oh, my God. <laughs> I only got to catch a little bit of the game yesterday, and then I said, why am I watching I this? I, I had problems. Usually I'll watch the Twins, but I did not turn we them on We can't get out weekend. Nico, man. Nico's too Nico. much for us. Too yeah. bad we gave him away. I saw your tweets about yeah. him and Paul Cunn. And Derek Rodriguez. Derek Rodriguez. Might be the National League Pitcher of the Week. Yeah, he's, uh, he's been amazing so far. For I, him. I also pointed out to you too earlier, Pat, that Anibal Sanchez for the Braves yes. is 6-3 with a 2.8. Something yeah. ERA. That's yeah. all right. How what about JT Chargois? He was in the. I watched yeah, him against the A's. A homer, the oh. How about big fat Lance Lynn's not giving up any runs for the <laughs> Yankees? Either. You know what it was? He got rid of the beard. He's clean yeah, well, shaven. Plus, he also, plus, somebody said, hey, throw it over. Throw a strike. Yeah, throw yeah. a strike. Throw a strike. It might work. Oh, okay. Right. Might I could try that. One afternoon game in baseball today. First game of a doubleheader. The Braves scored five runs in the sixth inning. They beat the Marlins 9 to 1. The uh, Braves got some athletes on that team. Yes. Man. Mm-hmm. 
some guy that was it Toussaint or two how did I don't know how you say his last name made his debut for the Braves today and did, oh, did pretty really? well. He yeah. got the win. Yeah. Asuna uh, Acuna is not he's been hurt too, right? Acuna, the best of the crew, the outfielder. So mm -hmm. I think actually is he he's playing is he though, back he? now. I think, I think he, he, he is back. Get a home run. Yeah, today, he had been actually. banged up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Vikings signed guard Caleb Johnson to take the roster spot left open when they put left guard Nick Easton on injured reserve. Uh, he's 25. He came out of Rutgers. Uh, he has not yet appeared in an NFL game, even though the Vikings are his sixth NFL team. Sounds kind of like uh, Oliver, whatever the hell his name is. Drake. Drake yeah. Oliver Drake. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, the only Viking correspondent that I need to follow in training camp is Randy from Cottage Grove. Oh, okay. And he said, there are many good options with an apostrophe S at offensive line out there. <laughs> following that up with Randy. <laughs> That's, you know, there's rumors of a Ricey Randy podcast. No! <laughs> How great would that be? Did you see, Patrick? He answered what? your... Did he? Is he, he answered in? it. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't understand. <laughs> oh, here it is. I'm looking at it right now. Ricey I tweets. I the only way. Yeah, Ricey tweets. Ricey tweets. Stop throwing podcast option at me, people. I'm not doing one of those unless Randy from Cottage Grove is my partner. I'll even bring the Clamato for that. <laughs> Randy reposted and said, what is involved in it? Podcasting. <laughs> Very hard sometimes <laughs> yes. to understand. Oh, yes. Yes. Doesn't matter. He's a must follow. I, you know, the good thing is I haven't had a drink in 1981, and it'd be kind of fun to be around a drunk for a, oh, God. a few hours a day. Plus, Just, you could give him a ride home after yeah, every taping. That's true. Like I did Vogel. He was blind <laughs> and drunk. Which, blind and drunk. <laughs> Don, which holds is yours? I don't know. The white one. <laughs> He's got a porch. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Don. No lights on. Well, didn't you tell us a story once? No lights were on, and you you couldn't find your way around. No, he said there was it was it had one of those little alcove porchy type things yes. with a light, and every part, every house on Highland Parkway <laughs> has one of those. The Wild will have 11 games televised. Don't I either. ever tell you about the time I picked him up? He was filling in in the morning show, so I picked him up at like 3:30 in the morning. Yeah. There wasn't a light on out front, uh -huh. and I finally thought, well, this might be the house. And I knock on the door, and the door, oh, you know, no. five minutes later, the door opens, and it's completely dark inside. <laughs> and I start apologizing, saying, I'm not sure if I have the right house. Is this? Oh, yeah, he's ready. He's coming. Yeah. Not one light on. <laughs> they were well, both blind. Yes. Really? Well, yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> they were both blind. Think of so, the electricity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Minnesota it's like winners. five bucks a, a, a month. <laughs> the wild, wild will have a lamp. Hey, for your anniversary, we bought you a lamp. The Why? Day, the day Suge and I gave him the hat with two breasts oh, on it. Oh, my God. Told him it was a Cubs hat. That was pretty good. Yes, that was. <laughs> I should have gone in and Make turned on. Make fun of the blind guy. I I was, I that's where we had class, man. Roycey, I should have gone in there, and I should have turned on every light in the house. <laughs> yeah, they would have known any different. Yeah. What the hell? God, was he a wonderful guy. The uh, Wild will have 11 games televised on either NBC or NBCSN. Why? Season. We stink. Why yeah. does Randy sometimes just tweet his name? <laughs> Randy. That's his signature. Randy. Just saying, that's Randy. what he does. You should do that. All he Candy. does, all it says is Randy. I know. That's, Randy. That's, yeah. that's insight you get when you follow Randy from Cottage He's Grove. breaking it down, Kenny. Okay. 
Randy. You better give me about 20 more seconds here, Jenny. All right, I'll continue the wild story. Nine of those games, 11 will be played at Excel. The two <laughs> games on NBC, both at the X, are Saturday, February 2nd against Chicago and Sunday, February 17th <laughs> against St. Louis. That February 2nd game, that would be yeah. the day before the Super Bowl. So wow. Who knows if, you know. Might have you think the Saps have all bought their season tickets at a 98% rate again this year? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Okay. Yeah. One more quick one. Randy, during the Vikings-Broncos game on Saturday night, just tweeted, Suck it, Broncos, <laughs> apostrophe S. <on> the <laughs> <laughs> all righty, John. That was a wonderful update. Well, this you. show just keeps rolling, man. <laughs> Mark Wicker from the L.A. Daily News Group is uh, with us. Uh, been covering Tiger a long time. You've been watching him from a distance uh, yesterday. Uh, everybody's saying, boy, how close is the old Tiger? And I say not close at all because he didn't win any term- tournaments from the locations he was playing from yesterday. <laughs> now, that, that part of his game is not quite uh, in step with everything else, but uh, it, was, it was amazing what he was able to do from playing over there. Um, you know, it was it was quite a show. I see where it's the highest rated golf telecast in nine years. <laughs> yeah, it uh, is unbelievable. So I'm kept saying, "What do you mean people don't like me? Look at look at what I did." <laughs> Why don't? No, but he, uh, it was it was really a it was quite a show. It was I was really happy I was there. It was a great turn. Hey, hey, Wick, uh, what uh, the the number of we always brag about the number of people at Hazeltine. I've never seen so many people. I never saw an exact uh, thing, but I know that uh, even on Sunday morning, the line to get into the, into the shop was uh, way out of the shop and on down the road. I mean, was, <laughs> you know, and and uh, yeah, it was it was uh, they they came out in force. I mean, it's the first time they'd ever seen Tiger, and it's the first tournament they had there since the uh, uh, World Golf Championship uh, a few years ago. And uh, they they were there was a lot of pent up demand to see him and. And uh, it was it, it's a beautiful golf course, and it was a shame that it didn't play harder. But yeah, I think I think that probably made it more exciting because um, you know they, the PGA didn't try to manipulate it and make it look hard. They just let it they just let them play the conditions that were in front of them, and I think it worked pretty well. Hey, Wick, he's uh, he's more popular as a comeback story uh, with the the public than he was Tiger than he was as the uh, most dominant golfer in history. I think uh, everybody's rooting for him now. That certainly wasn't the case when he was beating everybody. I think that's true, and and I, I think a lot of it is a new generation that, that um, you know kids who really weren't aware of golf at all or him. Um, you know, are, are now you know if you were eight years old in two thousand eight. Because when he won his last major, now you're 18, and you and you kind of looking to see what all the fuss was all about, and um, you know, and I think he's handled himself better than he used to. He's a lot yes. more thoughtful when you talk to him, and he's a lot, you know, he's not dropping bombs on the golf course like he used to very often, and and I think he's, I think everything he's gone through has uh, has had an effect on him, and I, I think he's a lot more likable um, in in the way he's gone about things. I mean, we haven't seen him. In a in a showdown with Mickelson or, or somebody who was, you know, really that popular, so it's hard to judge. Because I remember when Mickelson used to win the Masters, and you know, people would kind of politely clap for Tiger, and then they'd go nuts for Phil. But uh, I think everybody wants to see, you know, golf people are always very attuned to history, and 
they like to see history repeated, and that they realize how big a deal it would be if he did win a major. Uh, he's, uh, you know, the short game when he's making putts, man, was fantastic. But uh, what, uh, what? there's doubt when he gets the driver. In his, he never had doubt when he was great, and there's doubt when he gets that driver in his hand. Yeah, it is, and you know he he was he he would spray it around some, but yes. he at least he generally knew which way he was going to miss it. Uh, this time, I think it's kind of up for grabs um, when he gets over the ball, and and those are wide fairways at Bellreve, and and they were soft anyway, so that made him even wider. And he was he was missing it way beyond you know the the semi rough. He was back there where the people were. And, and yet he was able to, to still make it happen. I mean, his, his short game has been really good all year. I mean, it was for most of the year. It was the first part of the year. He would have shot eighty a couple of times if it hadn't been yeah. for a short game. And uh, you see it coming together. I mean, I, it, it certainly makes everything uh, everything more exciting for next year. Boy, that mud ball he hit out of the you know out of the crap on uh, on uh, seventeen was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, and, and the shot he made on nine from where he was. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, it was, uh, you know, and, and I think I think he was kind of carried along. I mean, you know, here, here's a guy who's been involved in golf crowds all his life, and, and he was, he really, uh, I think he was very uh, touched by the way he was greeted in St. Louis. Although, you know, if you've been to St. Louis, since it was a great phenomenon there. Every time somebody would come in the media area or the press room, somebody from, would say, look, from St. Louis would ask, what do you think of St. Louis? <laughs> oh, still one of those. <laughs> yeah, we got a little of that up here, too, whenever we have Yeah, I know. And, uh, it, was, it was amazing. They were still doing that on Sunday. Finally. <laughs> I was kind of hoping a player would say, look, I don't like it. It's too hot. <laughs> yeah, like it's too people damn are, hot. People are ignorant. You know, <laughs> Uh, man, uh, the Kepka greeting was a little bit warmer than the Patrick Reed greeting at the Masters, but not. The crowd was mad that he beat Tiger. I mean, it was it was polite applause, but I was shocked at the lack of enthusiasm. I think Adam Scott had something to do with that by not putting out like he should have uh, standing around there. But uh, yeah. it, it was not a uh, the reception of you you expect from a guy who's won two majors this year and has written his own comeback story with the wrist surgery. Yeah, I mean that, he he was seriously hurt. I mean he he didn't know if he was going to play this year, and, and uh, I just don't. I think he kind of has happened so suddenly and and without a lot of uh, you know advertisement. I mean you could kind of see McElroy coming, you could see Spieth coming. And this guy, you know, he doesn't win tournaments unless they're majors, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, he just kind of shows up and beats people into the ground, and he's he's, he's merciless in doing it. I mean, he, he beat Tiger a lot of time, in a lot of ways the way Tiger used to beat other people. He used to, he just kept grinding it out and let everybody else make mistakes. It was very, very impressive. I, uh, I, I've been telling some of my golf-playing friends that they have to start working on that 248-yard four-iron that's as, mm-hmm. as straight as a string. I think you got to add that to your game, and then you'll be pretty good. Well, it's like Tiger said, <laughs> if you're playing somebody that hits a 340 in, in the air straight, <laughs> it's kind of hard to beat them. You know? <laughs> And you know, proportionally, that's the way it was. It was hard to beat Tiger for the yes. same reason when he was hitting at three ten into the air. Yeah, uh, Mark Wickers with his LA Daily News Group. Uh, you're in Akron uh, doing some uh, LeBron James stuff. How phenom- How big a phenomenon of him showing up with the Lakers is this in LA? 
Well, I think every I think most people in LA thought it was going to happen yeah. all year, and and I I I thought so too. And and uh, but the Laker fans are you know are perennially uh, have their head in the clouds anyway. So <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I mean, they're I think a lot of people are interested to see how it's going to work with the Virginia, with Rajon Rondo and. Lance Stevenson and everybody else, but I mean, I, I think there's a pretty good team there. It's just going to take a long time to to figure out how it's going to work, and and you know LeBron's going to be running the show pretty much. So uh, it'll be an interesting season. I, I think that uh, it's really a lot of people think it's more of a two year project, and that they have still have a chance to get Leonard, you know, two year uh, next year, or maybe clay thompson or anthony davis or somebody like that so i think the uh but I, there's more excitement obviously this year than it's been a long time and and uh why not you know he led the league in minutes the last two years i mean he's not really losing anything that's over the older that he gets uh i thought uh cleveland plain dealer might have had the greatest headline ever on the schedule release did you see that one the uh i did not no. alonzo ball and lakers will be here such and such a date <laughs> and then the subhead says Former Cav James also expected to play. So <laughs> I can't believe some newspaper had enough good humor to actually run that. But it was yeah, that, that guy probably got fired. <laughs> didn't, didn't get the joke, but uh, that was yeah, uh, that's pretty. That's pretty good. I, I don't think any. I think people in Cleveland are taking this a lot. Better yes, they are. When he went to Miami, you know, because he won you know, primarily because he won him a championship. But I, I think people understand. Quick, uh, you know, I've said this a uh, bunch of times when I was out there when the Ducks were playing the Wild in the uh, in the uh, Western Conference Finals in 03. And there was all these, I couldn't believe the number of people driving around Orange County with Laker flags like, like mm-hmm. NFL fans do. I, I guess uh, it, it's, it astounds me how important the Lakers have always been out in that town. Yeah, I, I just think it's because they've always been the, the not only the best team but the most entertaining team, you know. And and they've they've had, you know, you look at the list of top ten or fifteen scorers. A lot of them are Lakers now, counting LeBron. And uh, they've always had that that entertainment factor and superstar factor. And and um, you know, and plus they've won for so long. You know, I mean, they were they got out there in the late fifties and. And we're pretty good from the beginning, and and it's just been kind of handed down from generation to generation, and and you know they I still think the Dodgers have a more broad based appeal because they're so big in the Latino community, uh, but I, I you know those two are, are easily uh, the most popular franchise. Is uh, is NFL creep uh, taking over the market like it does in most towns? Uh, is it is it going to? Uh, I suppose it depends on how successful the Rams uh, are. Well, I, I guess I mean there there are Rams fans, but you know they they didn't you know they didn't fill up the Coliseum at least not until the playoff game, and you know we lost those two teams too, you know, and people don't people don't realize that. I mean the Rams left and the Raiders left for what they consider to be better deals and and a bigger and a bigger clientele. So I I don't think they're gonna I don't think you're gonna see NFL mania until the new stadium comes in the in the play in 2020 i think people are excited about that more than anything else but you know the chargers are still going to play in the soccer stadium and and the rams even though i think their fans are moderately excited about how good they're going to be because they have made a lot of good moves on paper um i don't think they're just going to take over the town because for one thing the lakers start on october 20th yeah 
and then the Dodgers might still be playing them. So, uh, you know, that that's just the way it is in that market. It's, it's, there's too much going on for anybody to really take it over. Uh, one last question. Dozier seems to have made a good first impression. I saw he made a hellacious play last night, and he's hit a few home runs. Yes, yeah, definitely. Uh, he's, uh, he's he's fit right in. I think people like him. They like his personality, and you know he's uh, he's hit home runs. Uh, he's kind of in his late season groove, like he always is. And you know, you remember they tried to get him before, yeah, and wouldn't give up Walker Bueller for him, and and now they've got him. And and I think they will make an effort to keep him. I think he's their type of guy. I don't think they're gonna. I don't really think they have a place for Machado for the money that that's going to take, but I think they. I get the feeling they like Dozier and they're really going to try to keep him. But we'll see what happens between now and then. Wick, thanks for your time, sir. Thank you, Patrick. All right, uh, Mark Wicker, uh, merely one of the best sports columnists in the country, the L.A. Daily News Group. Uh, Thanks for his time. We'll be back. Taking the ride with Royce. Faster, faster. On 1500 ESPN.